Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is Brett Barker, Vice President of Government Affairs for the Iowa Pharmacy Association, and this is the What, Why, and How podcast. I am joined by Sue Mears from the Iowa Board of Pharmacy. How are you doing, Sue? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, excited to get to talk to you about the recent board meeting. I, there were several things on the agenda I think our members would be interested in hearing about, so we can go ahead and dive right into those. Uh, first, we're in the thick of the legislative session, and the board has a couple bills out there, so maybe if you can update folks, um, one, what they do, um, kind of where they are in the process, and how they would affect practice. Yeah, sure. So the board has two bills this session. One um, is a pretty general cleanup bill relating to controlled substances um, and making um, temporary scheduling actions permanent, um, and then also making some adjustments to the PMP Advisory Council um, to hopefully make it uh, run more smoothly and effectively. Um, and then the practice bill um, is really simple one this year, and it looks to allow nurses to engage in the practice of nursing within a pharmacy under a pharmacist's order um, without having to have a separate registration with the Board of Pharmacy. Um, and then the other piece of the board's bill um, would take out of code a specific requirement for non-resident pharmacies to provide a toll-free telephone number on their labeling. Um, we want to take it out of code so that the board can address it specifically in rule, that it can be targeted to just those non-resident pharmacies that are actually dispensing prescription drugs into the state and not have it be a blanket requirement for all of them that may not be uh, dispensing prescription drugs into the state. So those bills are um, had been moving right along. They've kind of stalled now, but they, they still have met the criteria for the second funnel here in a couple weeks, and they have passed through uh, one chamber and they've made it through committee in the other. So we're just waiting on a floor debate in the second chamber and, and then they could head to the governor. So they still got a little bit of time, um, but not a whole lot of work yet for them. So that's they're they're going well. Very good. It was good to see those sailing right along this year. Um, and then getting into rulemaking at the last meeting, there were several um, rulemaking actions. So the first was an adoption and filing, which means it's filed and it'll be going into effect. And that had a bunch of telepharmacy provisions. So maybe you could tell members, you know, what those provisions are, why the board wanted to make them and how they would impact practice. Yeah. So, yep, you're right. The um, adoption was relating to Chapter 13 telepharmacy practice. Um, and it was just an overall review of the entire chapter that's required every five years. Um, and so some of the changes that are included is that, that it reduces the notification period to terminate a written agreement between a managing pharmacy and a telepharmacy site from 90 days to 45 days. Um, this next one's a big one. It allows or authorizes the practice of a pharmacy support person at a telepharmacy site and establishes the requirements for registration and training of those PSPs. It uh, removes duplicated rules, which are required in other board chapters. So um, people shouldn't be confused if some of the, the rule drops off of Chapter 13. It doesn't mean that it's not still required. It's just something that's already required in other chapters. And then it authorizes the board to establish a committee to consider requests for exemption to the technician practice experience requirements in exceptional circumstances um, that may otherwise result in the telepharmacy site having to close. 
So the board voted to adopt those, and so we'll get those filed, and they'll um, be effective here in the next couple of months. And on the PSP and probably the committee, too, uh, maybe fill people in on, on why the board thought those changes were needed and maybe how that will impact telepharmacy practice. Yeah, so the PSP is something that um, folks have been asking about for, for some time um, to be able to practice um, at the telepharmacy site to handle some of those non, um, non-technical duties. And so that will just help telepharmacies um, operate um, more efficiently. Um, and then as far as the committee, um, there have been instances where a telepharmacy site needs to has a change in staffing and uh, the telepharmacy site maybe or the managing site maybe has another technician who is not quite hasn't quite reached all of the training requirements. But um, the pharmacy feels like they would be sufficiently prepared to operate the telepharmacy site and they would like to be able to have the opportunity to um have the person be excused from some of those requirements, kind of somewhat like a waiver without the problem of the the timing from a waiver when the board only meets every other month or so. Uh, the timing just may not always work out to get a waiver before the board um, and, and telepharmacy maybe needs to get somebody staffed in there more quickly. Awesome. Um, the other ones were notices of intended action, which means the board's providing notice to the public that they are intending to pursue rulemaking, which opens a comment period. Um, so the first one that caught my eye was the changes in some delegation authority and look like specific to remote supervision. So, again, if you can give the what, why and how to that. Yeah. So this is proposed to allow pharmacists to delegate technical functions relating to prescription processing activities, so data entry, insurance processing, et cetera, to an Iowa-registered certified pharmacy technician um, who is performing those functions just at a location other than where the supervising pharmacist is physically located. Um, And so the proposed rules would lay out specific conditions um, that would have to be met for that to be okay. And so those conditions are that there would have to be adequate security and supervision at all times to prevent unauthorized access to and unauthorized storage and transfer of confidential patient information or patient records. The supervising pharmacist would have to have real-time access to the prescription processing system that's being used or the patient records which the technician is processing. The technician would have to have access to the supervising pharmacist via a real-time communication mechanism, and the prescription processing system would have to have the capability to document the functions that are being performed by the technician. Um, And so the purpose of this rulemaking is just to extend some of those um, temporary provisions that have been put put in place during the pandemic uh, when pharmacies maybe needed to have fewer staff um, in the pharmacy because of COVID concerns. Um, And so the, the board had kind of authorized Uh, some of those scenarios just on an emergency basis. And so this would help um, provide uh, parameters that that type of oversight could continue safely. Um, And then the amendments also authorize pharmacist counseling via a real-time interactive communication mechanism uh, when the pharmacist is at a, a location other than the pharmacy where the prescription is being picked up. So like you said, this is um, will be filed for notice of intended action. Um, I filed it 
uh, this morning, actually, and it's set to be published April 6th in the April 6th bulletin. Um, that would open up the public comment period for 20 days. And then we will also be holding um, a hearing to accept oral comments on April 27th. So that information will be um, in the, the rules filing that is published. Very good. And then the other one um, was one that was, I think, Chapter 8 and Chapter 19. Um, I think what might interest members most is the emergency relocation provisions. But if there's anything else in there you'd like to speak to in that rulemaking, you can fill them in on the what, why, and how. Yeah, so this uh, notice of intended action um, is looking, you know, it started out looking primarily at Chapter 19 on resident pharmacy licenses. And as part of just that overall five-year review, that's required. Um, and in that review, um, you know, the, the topic of, of pharmacy ownership um, and handling ownership changes um, created quite a discussion. And there's there's been some confusion over the last several years. So this rulemaking would propose to change a few things relating to non-resident pharmacy licenses and then handling ownership changes that would hopefully cause less confusion um, and be less onerous for pharmacies when they are experiencing an ownership change. Um, but then as far as, um, like you mentioned, for temporary relocation, it would provide um, specific parameters for a pharmacy that when they have some kind of exceptional circumstance or um, a disaster, fire, flood, derecho, et cetera, um, that they, they need to relocate because the pharmacy um, has sustained enough damage or is in, in any way unsafe um, to be open. Um, the rules would provide um, those parameters for relocating temporarily and providing notice and providing foreign inspection. The board has handled those situations just kind of on a case-by-case -case basis over the years, but this would provide some specific direction and, and guardrails for that process. Good. And that covers the rulemaking. Was there anything else from the meeting that you think was of interest or that anything else the board is working on um, that's a big topic right now? Uh, nothing, I guess, that's coming to mind. That was a while ago now already. I know. Um, and then, yeah, do you have the dates of the next meeting uh, handy? Is it May probably? Yeah. Yep. The May, the May board meeting is scheduled right now for May 1 and 2. Um, could be condensed down to one day. Um, so if that if that happens, the information will be on the board's website about a week or so ahead of time. Great. Very good. Well, as always, we appreciate your time today. It's very informative. Um, and hopefully members enjoyed learning more about what the board's doing and the what, why, and how behind it all. And we look forward to um, putting another one of these out in a couple months in May. So Hopefully it'll be a little bit warmer and some nicer weather the next time we see each other on this. Too. Indeed. Thanks again for your time, everyone.